You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode 55, Sound Healing with Julius Batila. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So I wanted to start today's episode with some sad news that this will be the last episode for some time. We are going to take a break from the podcast. I've found that there's a lot of other things in my life that requires some time and attention. And um, with a sad heart, I need to let you know that we're going to put this podcast on hold for a bit. I don't know when when or if it'll be back, but hopefully it will. Um, if you miss it, let us know. Maybe that'll give us some encouragement to start it again sooner than later. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you. And thank you so much for listening the past few years. So on to our final episode for now. Uh, this episode is with Julius Batila, and he is a sound healer based in New York City. And I met Julius at a Kundalini yoga event, and he was uh, did sound healing, and it was amazing. So I had to reach out to him, and I think we had a wonderful conversation here that I'm going to share in a little bit. And Julius works with instruments like singing bowls, gongs, and drums to create sound healing vibrations. And he's really interested in creating sacred spaces with sound. And for him, it's been a true blessing that's allowed him to connect to other people and to connect with his own creativity and to shift subtle energies with the intention of reflecting a better world, better world. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Julius. And he's also available for remote consultations and for workshops. So be sure to check out his website and we will post his information on the blog at www.holisticspaces.com slash podcast. Hi, Julius. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us on the Holistic Spaces podcast. Wonderful to be here. <laughs> so I'm really excited to have you talk to us today about sound sound healing and and how that works in our spaces. So I thought a great way to start would be for you to tell us your approach on sound and spaces and healing. Sure. My uh, journey with sound has been uh, quite a bit like a, just a journey itself because, you know, I come from a, a scientific technological background and for it to merge into the sense of a spiritual energy uh, realm, um, it uh, took a little bit, uh, a while for it to like really convert into s something experiential mm -hmm. for me to keep following that breadcrumb. So one quote that um, really got to me by uh, Nikola Tesla, 
Um, he said that if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think, think in terms of energy, vibration, and frequency. Hmm. And that, to me, became like an equation for exploration. <laughs> and um, having growing up and like really liking music just to like dance with, um, that like led to a liking into what actually like do a little bit more investigating what the sound does to your body mm-hmm. um so i like to look at everything as like vibration right like you meet somebody and you say hey i like this person's vibe right or you mm-hmm. go to a place and just like the vibe right yeah it's energy and aesthetically it's uh just really beautiful to tune into and your work itself is as a as a feng shui specialist um goes much more in detail with that right like the chi is the energy yeah so um energy vibration that's i like that um because it's because it doesn't have to be like with what i do maybe it's energy you see a little bit like how it manifests in your physical spaces mm-hmm. and then also working with like the chi the invisible energy and then mm-hmm. sound is another energy another type of energy and i i really wanted you to be on this the podcast because I think um there's two things that you talked about that I have like I can improve on which is the sound vibration like connecting with that because I think um I don't know it's it's like I always liked music a lot when I was younger but then at some point it kind of stopped and Mm -hmm. then I started getting more head focused Mm -hmm. and similarly I think that detachment from body came at the same time. Mm. Like, like if you, if, if, um, if I would tell you about my worst nightmare, it would be like having to dance in front of a camera or something (laughs) (laughs) like to music in front of a camera. So that's not like the most, the thing that I'm most comfortable with. So I really love that you're bringing this to the conversation that we can, uh, use another level of vibration or energy through sound and through our body too. So, mm-hmm. and it's so connected, right? Like I went to a concert the other night and I'm so uptight sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to move, move a little bit, but I, it's like, I put my body didn't even, I'm like, no, my mind's like, no, you can't dance. Uh, and it's really hard. Mm. I think for some people to really connect to their body, like if they're yeah. really mind focused, and I think that's a good segue too of like the heart and um, mm, heart, what yeah. what it like its connection to the mind and how we often feel sometimes disconnect uh, disconnected right mm-hmm. um, with our heart um, that could be an extension of a sensory um, experience that we're having that we're questioning instead of like following. And um, part of my work, um, I, I try to kind of address the idea that like we should all be strengthening the heart-brain coherence. Because if just scientifically, um, Heart Math Institute has been doing extensive studies and mm-hmm. quantifying what the heart does in relation to the brain, and they've actually discovered like forty thousand neurites, which are similarly to like brain neurons, but they act, um, think, feel, and learn and remember separate from the brain oh really you know and they've had this case studies where um heart transplants where Mm -hmm. uh this woman received a a a donor and after the surgery was successful she was craving for a particular food that she'd never eaten oh yes i've heard of this you heard and and like she followed that 
breadcrumb and like discovered it was like and and, and doctors were just like really uh just confused and and i think these uh anomalies in uh the human condition itself is is so much more to explore um mm -hmm. But the idea of just strengthening the, the coherence between the heart and brain, um, we can begin to learn easily by just like tuning tuning into ourselves and even with our space, right? Like, how do I feel about the space, even though this place may look X, Y, Z that we're not like accustomed to, but mm -hmm. like, how does this make me feel, you mm -hmm. know, and like kind of tune in and, 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 and hopefully begin to open up to the possibility of what the space could be. And it could be your own home or new environment. Um, I love that you, you're using that phrase, tune in, because that's, it's an interesting phrase, because I think, I mean, because it directly connects to music or to sound, mm -hmm. but it can mean so much more. And I, and when in Kundalini Yoga, you tune in, right? In yeah. the beginning. Um, so actually, I'm interested in talking more, having you talk more about how sound connects, how you feel sound connects to heart because I've noticed so since I've been doing more Kundalini yoga and there's a lot of singing and I do a lot of chanting at Shambhala, but, um, the chanting in Shambhala is not very melodic, but, <laughs> uh, but also in feng shui, when we, when we want to activate heart energy or mm. fire energy, one way to do it is to sing. Mm. So, um, what I've noticed is that when you sing, you can really ease, it opens your heart. And, and I just would, I'm curious if you have anything to say about that, like sound and heart opening and how that works. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, I, it, it's just the scientific world right now. It's like really getting down to like the nitty and gritty, what the human body does and our vagus nerve. Um, part of like our autonomy um, is actually connected to our ears mm -hmm. that run down through our major organs. Okay. And um, so when the ear senses a uh, rhythmic cyclical vibration, it can stir up emotions that can promote um, something positive, seemingly positive, mm -hmm. or something seemingly negative based on your state of being. And um, it's beautiful to again tune in to the type of vibrations that's around us um like i live in queens but also in a busy road sometimes throughout the day so sometimes i can't even have my windows open and sometimes i just close the window and like put on some like native american flute like uh, station on pandora and um just going back to the the sound itself like our our, our ears are so sensitive if we allow it to um, just really absorb what's going on around us to, to, to relate to how it's making us feel. Um, so neurologically it's, this is the whole vagus nerve that's connected to our brain and down to our nervous system. Oh, wow. And, um, and does that, and then and actually, and I want to kind of segue into, um, the instruments you use and you work with. Like, are there specific instruments that you like to work with and, and why? And, and do they relate? Do they like, do they bring up nostalgia? Do they connect to different sounds? Because I know you have some instruments that sound like the water mm -hmm. and then that has its own associations or like waves and, and some sound like you have like these beautiful wind chimes that just sound magical, <laughs> like almost like, um, 
because we're because we're listening to these things usually with our eyes closed, mm-hmm. and it sounds like um a music box, and so that's kind of nostalgic. So do you do you work with that to kind of tap into your feelings and the sound and maybe nostalgia or there, you know, have you found that certain types of sounds inspire different things? Yeah. Usually uh, higher pitch sounds kind of break up dense energy. Oh yeah. Yeah. We yeah. use that in feng shui, like the, the ting sha, like the ting to shas, cut through. Yeah. yeah. So depending on the state, when you're tuning into um, a space or a sound meditation, um, it's it's recommended to like start with chimes or something higher of a frequency, like a, maybe a tuning fork or a tingsha to kind of get the brain to kind of pay attention. Like, ooh, what's that high pitch? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, can you ex- explain to the listeners what tingsha is? Uh, tingsha looks like these two symbol um, discs that's t- usually tied with like a leather piece um, that's traditionally used by... Um, Buddhist traditional uh, practices to begin and end a meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and what are some of the other instruments? Because I love the instruments you use. I mean, so for the listeners, I met Julian at a um, Kundalini yoga, like over Labor Day, Labor Day harvest. Yeah, I think um, it was a turn of the uh, the, equi- uh, the fall equinox. It was before that. It was for I Labor think it was preparing. Day. Oh, was it for Labor? Yeah, Labor oh, Day. But it was um, times. <laughs> but it was like so amazing to hear all these instruments, and they were so beautiful, and they just yeah. I think anyway. I brought an ocean drum, uh, Himalayan singing bowls. I didn't bring my gong because um, Golden Bridge already had their gong. No, you did bring your um, gong. No, you didn't. Never mind. Um, oh, you did the one that's imprinted with Omani Padme Hum or programmed. Okay, that was another one. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I actually started with a um, an hand drum um, doing shamanic uh, dream journey, um, which... What is that? Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, it doesn't include any plant medicines or any psychedelics or anything like that. <laughs> um, it's just a, a, a guide leads you uh, with the drum um, to yourself, um, within a shamanic journey, um, they describe that there are these various levels of our consciousness that by, um, tuning in into a trance-like state that we can access and hopefully gain insight, um, uh, and messages about our, our state of being. And, uh, I found it, I think on meetup like 2013, 2014, and I went to this yoga studio, uh, I think in Chelsea, and there's this woman that was like dressed in all white um, with her like totems of necklaces and had this beautiful drum. You know, she just had us lay down, and um, the idea was like to meet a spirit guide. And um, I think I met like an elephant or a whale. I couldn't quite see, but it was just like all I could see was like an eye, like a large eye. And it, wow. it kind of resembled like, like, like an elephant or like. I don't know. It was an elephant or a whale. I know it's quite or a both. bit of distinction, but um, uh, that experience um, really connected me with my heart. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, every time you hear a drum, it like really affects something with the emotional body per se, rather than mental. Mm-hmm. And um, I at at that time, I just enjoyed going to these. Um, shamanic journeys which they didn't even call sound baths or sound meditation but in short that's what it is Uh (laughs) um 
and that led to a flute um, more recently, about like two years ago, uh, which I wanted to incorporate um, in working with my breath and that I could do something oh, fun yeah. um, besides dancing. Uh-huh. And I think that just led to other trainings with the singing bowls and then a gong and then the tuning forks I haven't quite uh, experimented as much with yet. But it, it it's like you go to my home now compared to like two years ago, mm-hmm. it was like, what happened here? <laughs> well, I love how when we first talked, you told me that you really don't have a background in music either. So it, I think that's, some, that's encouraging for anyone who... So is interested and inspired to explore music. You don't have to have like a formal background. You can start to have fun and explore it and open yourself up to it and and st- start with something that really resonates with you. Like with you, it was the drum. Indeed, yeah. It could be just even playing your favorite song, you know, that mm-hmm. really gets you in a state of like elevated emotion of like just gratitude, joy, love. And I think that's all we're we're all trying to do is just like be in this constant state of like um, gratitude and ultimately be happy. Um, so tuning in to like a favorite like song or genre uh, of music really helps diffuse a lot of things uh, within your own space. Yeah, you know. Um, so the founder of my feng shui lineage, Professor Lin Yun, he he would tell people to just to start singing to to raise their, to lift their chi and to to open their hearts mm-hmm. and to invoke more fire energy so i think that's a thing that's a huge thing and i and i've actually prescribed that for some clients i'm like you need to sing <laughs> your homework is to find a favorite song and sing oh, and dance around your house yeah or sing in the shower because yeah. you sound better <laughs> um And, um, you know, one time my husband bought me some voice lessons Mm. and it was interesting to take these voice lessons. But one thing that I picked up from it was that I would start to visualize as I was, um, because one thing I realized for me, because, uh, for me, I didn't open my mouth enough. Mm. So that taps into a lot, like not accentuating and like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But also feeling closed and not feeling like. I want to share as much or Mm -hmm. opening myself up to the world. So you have to actually open your mouth in order to sing or to communicate Mm -hmm. or for people to understand you. But then she said that to kind of like visualize my voice over there Mm. or like my, my voice going to the other side of the room. So then I would visualize like these spiral, the spiral of energy, like (laughs) filling the corners of the room. And similarly, that's what, I would do like a lot of times when I do a space clearing with the client, um, I like to give them something to do while I'm doing the space clearing. So I'll be maybe walking around with orange peel or something and, and then I'll be chanting. So we chant Omani Padme Hum, mm-hmm. but I would, I chant it like in a, what we call is the constantly turning Dharma wheel. So it's mm-hmm. Omani Padme Hum, Hum Omani Padme, Me Hum Omani Pad, Padme Hum Omani Ni Padme Hum Omani Padme Hum mm. So it's like kind of chanting it in a circle, you know, wow. in a circle. And so I would, I chant that and then we walk around clockwise. We circumambulate the space. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm doing other things with like mudras or whatever and visualizing that, um, all these like rainbow colors are filling the space. And then I tell the client, you know, visualize white light is filling the space. 
and eradicating any kind of negative energy. But then I also give them the tingsa, mm-hmm. tingsha to walk around. And so that gives them something to do. But also that no, that sound is also very, like you said, it's very cutting and it's metal energy. And, diffusing, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. diffusing through it. And it can get through things. And like even using the tingsha like in a, like a dark corner of your home mm-hmm. or in the, the entry of your space can really open up the energy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to leave the listeners with um, some ways that they can, you know, I just gave an example of using the tingsha, but like how they can practice sound healing on their own. I know you said like, start, we were saying like, start with the simple instrument you like, but like, what are some things that they can do? And then me, and then I can um, add on like how they can use it feng shui wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, tincture is definitely something inexpensive that you can buy, uh, even on amazon.com. Yeah. Um, also singing bowls. It's uh, also, you can purchase in, um, uh, amazon.com. Do you have uh, any suggestions for the, for like what kind of tincture or what kind of, um, singing bowls? Cause I remember when I first bought tincture, I think it was on Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, but there was like different, like different things written on them. Does it matter? Um, I think it's all about intention. And uh, I know some mantras uh, are inscribed um, mm-hmm. on the tincture. Mm-hmm. So just look something up that you want to bring into the space, whether it's like gratitude, love, happiness, mm-hmm. um, joy, um, that may be uh, helpful to uh, promoting uh, what you're bringing to that space. And um, when I did this recently a space clearing with a friend Mm -hmm. uh, who is in the process of selling her mother's house after Mm -hmm. her passing like three years ago um, we came with like a slew of instrument we had like the (laughs) shruti box what's uh, that? a shruti box it's almost like an accordion harmonium okay Okay. Um, it looks like a mini suitcase that opens up in both sides and all you do is squeeze it oh some friends call it the squeeze box but um, it's like a drone uh-huh. That promotes a um, an overtone um, that anyone can play, and um, that helps also break up the energy. And um, I'm thinking, you know, some people get creative and they just like bang forks, you know, oh, yeah. right? You can use your silverware, <laughs> yeah, to 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 bring an intention. And I think when it comes down to this, like we don't really need instruments; we just need the intention. Yeah, and the intention is what really um, ignites uh, or ampl- what, what, what is amplified by the instruments that we're using, whether it's our voice, whether you're using a simple mantra, Om Mani Padme Um In Kundalini Yoga, um, uh, there's a, we begin with a few mantras to uh, give thanks uh, and also ask for protection. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can do within our own space. Uh, you can just Google something that may uh, resonate and easy to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay if, if it's in English. Yeah, it's in English too. But that'd be uh, even better. So it's something that you can understand, understand, and be connected a little bit more. Yeah, you know, in Shambhala, we use English. We use uh, we chant in English, mm. and there's something called the Shambhala Sadhana. And there's a part where you have to repeat, "I am basically good," mm. like <laughs> a lot. And and um, some of my friends they have a really hard time with it. Mm. Like saying, cause when you say it in, when you say it like in Sanskrit, you're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, or you can add your, put your own definition on it. But then when you have to say it in English or in your native tongue, mm-hmm. sometimes it can really hit a nerve. Wow. 
Um, so you're saying tingsha or just anything at home and what was the other thing? Oh, the singing bowl. The singing bowl, yeah. definitely accessible. And, ha- and, and can you also explain how, how someone would use a singing bowl? Because I think that sometimes people buy them, but they don't know how to use them. Yeah, there's uh, two basic ways of um, playing a singing bowl. One is just uh, striking it very lightly. Um, to produce a higher pitch of um, of a tone, or you can take the actual uh, mallet and they call it rimming the bowl, mm-hmm. where you would gently uh, put pressure on the bowl with the mallet as you circle um, around the bowl. Um, that takes a little bit more practice, uh, but it's fairly easy. And in Shambhala, we use the the like a singing bowl or we call it a gong mm-hmm. um, to kind of start the day as mm-hmm. well. Like we like three times to start the day. And then at the end of the day, you would do it three times again. And so it's a good way to kind of bookend your day as well. And you said you can also do that with the tingsha or, the or your meditation session. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to get your kid's attention, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you could, hit the singing bowl really loud <laughs> so you yeah. get everyone's attention in the house because that cuts through right it does yeah definitely but i think also maybe i would say like even if maybe you're feeling stuck in a project or working on something if you need a little break even just singing or um uh, playing the bells or something like that or just saying some mantra to yourself using some sound can really break it up and uplift your energy a little bit. Definitely. And and if you notice what these instruments does is it enables us to really just catch our breath. Ah, and that's yeah. where it all comes down to, you know, like when we're stuck with something, our chest tightens up and certain parts of our body may start aching. And um, all these instruments really just allow us to, it gives us space to start breathing (laughs) if you observe more and um really breathing is it's also sound right and um it is especially if your husband snores (laughs) (laughs) and once we find that rhythmic um cycle um depending on its uh cycles per per minute Mm -hmm. um if it's something more calm if you were to look at an ek uh, ecg the electrocardiogram Mm -hmm that when someone's calm Mm -hmm. and breathing um their rhythmic pattern within their heart is a little bit more spread out in terms of the spikes oh and that like just signifies that like oh this person's calm or at least it's in the state of uh elevated emotions and i think with anything um we we need to hold on to that or at least bring that as much as we can within our own space within our body and also our environment and uh, as a feng shui um, specialist you know like colors right mm-hmm. they they have such a great effect um and yeah the colors are also vibrations yeah so and it's a type of frequency and yeah. um it's just beautiful to to start observing um our own space from our breath um that extends to our environment and um and also, I just want to add, um, this may be a little bit separate. I don't want to digress too much. But going back to the idea of the heart-brain coherence, 
Um, I've been following Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and uh, he's like one of these great promoters for like the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. but he takes it to another level where he incorporates this like hardcore meditations. But just if you don't even want to do his meditations, just the idea of tuning in with your thoughts and emotions in its relation to the quantum field of infinite possibilities that's happening simultaneously, that our thoughts are... excuse me, uh, an extension of our electrical um, firing of our brain neurons mm-hmm. and our feelings actually being quantified that, that, that magnetizes experiences to us. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, we're literally broadcasting an electromagnetic signal into the quantum field of the universe of infinite possibilities. But at times that's like unclear or at least we're sending mixed signals. It's like listening to a radio station, but it's a little static. You can't really make the words of what that person is saying or what they mean by it so going back to sound and and um and meditation and its healing purposes it's like restoring that connection mm. connection of trust into the universe that um everything and, clarif- and clarifying the message exactly and clarifying the message which is really important so e- even in your own home you can just sit quietly and even i think just alone of sending um, a vibration with your thoughts of what clear intention you want to bring into the space and and that feeling that's attached to that. Mm -hmm. I think even that electromagnetically is clearing the space. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Julius, thank you so much for sharing all your insights on, on sound with us. It was really really interesting for me and also it's a good reminder for me too because I know that because I'm such a visual person and I think I ignore like the some of my senses sometimes like I said like my bot I'm trying to get back in touch with my body doing more kundalini yoga and that's also bringing in sound as well and there's just we have five senses or six senses right mm-hmm. so um really finding a balance with them and working with all of them and and um, using them all to create like a to appreciate life and to appreciate the world and to really manifest that we what we want so thank you so much oh, glad to be here thank you for having me I'm much appreciated and uh... thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the holistic spaces podcast now you can tune in every monday for a new podcast episode If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.